Coming up, the Cougars pick up a big win in Wisconsin and get back in the top 25. Kalani's here to break it down along with A.J. Stewart and Sione Takitaki. So get fired up as BYU football with Kalani Satake starts now. BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar Nation. Welcome inside Studio C at BYU TV. We've got a packed house after one of the biggest wins in BYU football history. And we invite you to join the conversation tonight by submitting questions for tonight's guests on Twitter using hashtag Satake Show. You can do the same on the BYU TV Sports Facebook and Instagram accounts. Well, he picked up his 15th win as the head coach of the Cougars over the weekend in Wisconsin. Please welcome the head coach of the Cougs, Kalani Satake. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we, we, we had a standing O going on. I came straight from practice I again. Know. So I told you, you'd come right off the field. I was really late because I looked at the watch and I was like, oh my goodness, I had, had to run out here. And <laughs> this is the, the outfit that I had. So always repping, camo hat, and uh, just a little makeup. <laughs> so, uh, so, so by your applause, uh, votes on the camo hat tonight? Yeah. Like yeah. it? Well, you've been a part of uh, many big wins uh, as a player and a coach over many years, but uh, Saturday's victory was among the, the biggest and best this program has really ever had. Top 10 team on the road. Uh, the phrase statement game maybe gets overused a little bit, but if, if there was a statement made, what do you think you guys said this past weekend? Well, I, th- I think our guys played really well, and, and uh, I don't know if there's any statements to be made. I think we just uh, we did what we thought we could, and we believed in it, and it felt really good that we had fans that believed in us over there as well. And we know we had a lot of fans that believed in us when we left. And so it was nice to, um, I said at the, end of, at the end of the game that I was really happy for our fans and, and for this moment. And, and so it was really cool, you know, just see our guys get, I mean, the, the difference a year could make, you know, from that game and the competition and how the, it was such a physical game last year and uh, the work that the guys put in and, um, you know, they were prepared, and then there was a lot of fun. And like I said, I was just, I just had the best seat in the house, you know. It was, it was a lot of fun, and it really enjoyed it. How long did it take to answer the 420 texts? Oh, a long time. Yeah, it was, it's up to, about the game specifically, it's like 450-something now. It's like in the 50s, and <laughs> stop texting already. We're moving on. <laughs> it's too late if you haven't texted me by now. I felt like when I said that in the press conference, you know, another 30 is like, hey, just wanted to let you know. And, <laughs> Don't forget like, about me. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I was wondering where you were at. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, but it was it was it was cool. It was just the um, yeah, it just shows how much a lot, a lot of people are just really interested in that game and interested in what we're doing as a program. I thought it was uh, 
an entertaining game, you know, but the crazy thing is you go in coach mode and there's so many things that we could have done better. <laughs> I know we did a lot of things really good, but like, man, we should have done so much better. And uh, let's get it fixed and do it, do it this weekend. So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm glad we got the win and our guys worked really hard for it. And, um, but it doesn't really mean anything if we don't keep it rolling. So uh, we put it away and unfortunately we have to go through it in the, sh in the show, you know, have to bring it back up. But the players have moved on. We're focused on McNeese and, and uh, really respect them and just want to get, get this win this weekend. Well, let's do take a look at uh, some of the good things BYU did uh, this past Saturday. You can, you can kind of take us through this. As, uh, we know what the ending's going to be. We know it's going to be awesome. So uh, yeah, yeah, well, this was hard. I mean, this was a tough drive. We, cut, we gave them a couple of chances on third downs, but, um, you know, established the run game, spread it out a little bit, and Squally hit it up the middle, um, well blocked. And, and uh, you know, just uh, he, he's, bang, he's banged up a little bit, but you see the guys get out, James Empey and, and Tristan get out there and make some blocks. Um, receivers are blocking downfield talent, trying to hustle downfield, so good play. And uh, Squally punches it in a few plays later, and, uh, you know, we, we, we uh, tied up 7-7. Seven seven. Felt good about the matchup, even in the first quarter. And going in the second quarter, felt comfortable with what we were doing offensively and defensively. We felt like we could hang with them in the line of scrimmage, which gave us a lot of confidence, a good touch pass to Talon Shumway. Um, and then we, you know, the Bucky play that uh, – it didn't look always that great in practice, but <laughs> but we have a saying that if we practice it, we're going to call it, and um, you know it worked well. And I think it's because uh, Coach Grimes did a great job setting it up with his play calls. Um, defensively, here we force a, I think it's intentional grounding here. Yeah, yeah. it would been nice if Sione would have caught that, um, <laughs> but you know being picky, uh, we got a good stop. And then this was a great play by a true freshman and. Would like him to see him make that play, um, but you know this is this would have been this would have put us in position to go up 21-7, and uh, just got to squeeze the ball, you know. So we end, end up kicking a field goal. Um, Skyler really wanted this shot and had plenty of uh, of strength, but couldn't get it right. And, and told him afterwards he'll get another shot. Th really bad here, third and uh, 19, and they get 18 yards. So they convert on the fourth and one and. We really didn't help ourselves on this drive. Could have really helped ourselves. This, I've talked about the mistakes that we could we made. One is not converting on, on any points on that one drive, and then not stopping them here when we had them on third and long. And so, really unfortunate. But felt good about being tied up at halftime, and felt confident coming out. And uh, you know, when we set this up, and Zane actually slipped up, and and he he was beat on this route a couple times, and so he knew when he slipped where to go. And he guessed right. You know, that's, he's got a lot of speed, and he understands the game. And um, so I'm glad that he was able to come up with this pick, and we were able to convert it into some points. Yeah, it was a turnover turned into a touchdown. First time all year that Wisconsin had seen a giveaway turn into points for the other team. Yeah, and great pass to Leva. He's shifty. He's making plays, running the ball and fly sweep, throwing it and catching it. And so sets up a nice run by Squally here, the great block by the old line and tight ends. And punctures through, and we're up 21-14, and you know we're feeling good about ourselves and trying to get some stops here. This is a great play by the running back. They, they changed up their run scheme a little bit, went away from the power game and started running it in the, in the gun formation, which only gave us a little bit more confidence knowing that they're not going to their bread and butter. And so um, they ran outside again in the, in the heavy set and score, tied it up 21, and Squally hits it up a gut again. And uh, Second big run of the day for him. He had a 44 and the 46. Yeah, and this, it would have been nice if we could score next time. We'll see. 
Um, but really good setup and great block on the on the by the freshman down Holker coming across and uh, really set up well by the by the, uh, the jet sweep and, and the misdirection. And then Skyler with uh, Gavin getting a great doing a great job with the hold. And um, Skyler had confidence in the hold and kicked it through. And this drive was frustrating at some point. You know, um, this is the final drive of the game, and uh, just wanted to find a way to come up with some big plays to. Uh, to end it, but um, now knowing how it ended, I was happy with it. But it would have been good if, if Sonny would make that play. We missed a lot of sacks. We had pressure on the quarterback, just couldn't come down with it, and felt our guys were getting gassed up. It was really hot in this game, and really, you know, that's a we had our coverage and man coverage there. And so you call your first. You've got all three timeouts left. You call yeah. the first. You don't look terribly happy right there. No, I'm just saying get our, our fresh guys and our tallest guys, meaning Devin and all anyone above 6'6 six, six in there to block. And, and then timeout number two. Yeah, and just we have it. Why not as well use it? And then I see I'm telling him just breathe. Get yeah, just air. breathe. And now this yeah. you're thinking, hey, you might, you might call number three here. Who knows? Yeah, yeah and I didn't. I yeah. just See, it's all, it's all part of the head game. There you go. I don't know if it was a head game. I mean, yeah, just, you know, this, it worked. So. Might have been for him. Yeah, so he, uh, he misses wide left. And he had made he had made 13 kicks in a row before that miss. Yeah, he was, was due. <laughs> <laughs> well, my legs are really tired because the third quarter uh, end of the third quarter jump around. I got really spent from the jump <laughs> with the team. So I, you know, got to celebrate with Fessy at the end and, and all the other coaches and the players. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's. Just the way we thought it was going to be. <laughs> Just the way you grew it up. Let's yeah. take a look at our game stats now, presented by Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Now the most exciting tech you own is in your driveway. And uh, the final score is the number that matters most. And, and even though uh, Wisconsin outgains BYU on the day, the fact that BYU, uh, Kalani, put up almost 200 rush yards and almost seven yards carry, uh, those are numbers that are good in any game. But against this kind of team, uh, that kind of team, uh, it was well done. Yeah, it was a physical game, and, and I know we're looking at the, the stats and the numbers, and um, we we know we left a lot of plays and points out on you know in Cat, at Cat Randall. So um, there's a lot of room for improvement. This is after beating a really good team, you know. So uh, I feel really confident in, in our team, and, and our guys know it. They watch film on on the plane ride back. Everyone's watching film on the iPad and um, looking at at things that they plays they could have made, and so. Um, yeah, I'm lucky to have these guys, you know, as players, and, and always want to get better and see that they they probably should have performed a little bit better in that game. But it was it was super hot, and I, I felt really good about our conditioning and good about the physical part of the game. You know, we we battled on line scrimmage, and um, it was going to be a tough game, and, and our guys answered the call, and I was really proud of them. It was quite the fight. I have two lasting impressions out of you from uh, from Saturday. One was pregame, just how confident. Uh, you were and how confident you felt, and then post game was just how much celebrating you guys got to do from when the game <laughs> ended till late at late at night, and even in the game, here we are between third and fourth quarter, we're jumping around with the Wisconsin fans. You guys are having a good time along with them. Yeah, we're just—I mean, it's football. You know, we talked okay. about. Uh, I think I felt like the the first two games really weren't as uh, loose as we should be, and part of uh, us showing gratitude to the people that helped our players get to where they're at is to show them that we're having a good time and loving what we do. And so I um, thought it was important to just, you know, show a lot of uh, sportsmanship and class in the way we play the game, but also, you know, enjoy, enjoy each other's company and, and smile and laugh. And that's and part of the, the deal. Yeah, that was, that was awesome just to see all the fans and 
um, yeah, that, that was such a cool experience, you know. And I remember being there when we beat Gonzaga, you know, I was over there hanging out trying to see Coach Rose and the boys, um, trying to recruit more basketball players. <laughs> no, but it, was, it, was, it was a cool experience, and, and, and uh, just being able to share that with the fans and, and with everybody, it's, it's really cool. So I appreciate you guys being here and looking forward, looking forward to more memories. We're going to throw a few numbers up on the screen that are, are, are kind of keynotes from uh, from Saturday's win. And as 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 people can can see and assess what these numbers all meant, uh, whether it's beating a top ten team or the different streaks uh, that, that were ended against Wisconsin, what do you hope this win means for this team this season? It's just one game, but it, it what do you hope do you hope it means for you? I just hope it it, it um, con- confirms the confidence that we felt going into the game. We all knew that we got stronger and bigger. I mean, even I gained weight for the game from compared to last year. You know, so we all got bigger and and and, um, and stronger and felt like uh, we had done a lot of hard work in the off season and in fall camp. We did things differently than we normally would have, and any other team has done. And so um, I think it just kind of validates what we did and confirms that we're on the right path. You know. Um, uh, I, I think these guys felt comfortable playing with Arizona and with um, with Cal, but we played Wisconsin last year, so they knew that that was a physical battle, and they they beat us pretty badly, you know. And, and the score was one thing, but it was the physical part of the game, which we think we should be better at, and we're going to hang a hat on. And so we really wanted to work on getting that better. And what what a difference a year makes, and how um, kids that they're dedicated and really want to win and go through some adversity together, you see what, what, what can happen. And, and I think um, the players deserve all the credit. They, they worked extremely hard at it and just really proud of them. It was really cool to see, you know. And, and uh, yeah, you guys saw the game. You saw how tough these guys were, and it was just really nice. So, so imagine if we can keep this rolling and how much more we can improve because we have a lot of young guys on this team too. We saw a lot of freshmen playing in the game. I mean. Our four freshman corners all played, and they covered really good receivers, and they gloved them up pretty well. And then you saw a lot of freshmen and young underclassmen on the on the D line play, and um, on the O line, you know, and, and and the receivers, Dax Milne and Gunnar Romney were playing, and the tight end. So there's a lot of young guys, and and they're starting to feel confident, and they're getting stronger, and they're starting to develop more. So um, I'm getting really excited. Yeah, I can tell <laughs> about about everything, and then I'm getting excited about how much improvement they can make in a week from um, the Cal week to now, and we just had two really good practices this week, so ah, just whatever whatever it is, let's just keep it rolling. And, and if it's, it's a dangerous thing to say that we just need to have more fun and, and kind of let loose a little bit, but that's that's what the team needed, you know. They, I think there was just so much pressure on them before, and now it's like um, it was easy to say, hey, just have fun and let loose, and we're going to dance and have have a good time. And, um, and then I, I just think it just allowed them to, to enjoy the game they all played this game because they loved it at one point in their life. And they worked really hard and just needed to remind them what all the hard work was for. Just to jump around and dance and see their coach dance a little bit, you know. And, and it was a lot of fun. BYU jumps into the top 25 as a result. It's your first win over a ranked team at BYU as the head coach. It's your first ranking at BYU. So what does being back in the AP Top 25 poll mean uh, to you and hopefully for this team? Well, I mean, I care about the ranking at the end, right? So... Uh, we have goals as as a football program, as a team, and um, and and it just means that we're trending the right way, you know. And and we're excited about it, but you, you don't just rest on those accomplishments alone, right? We're we're two and one, and 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 we're 
really sick that we're not three and all. But um, the only way you can get better is, is to get to three and one. So that's what we're going to work on right now. We don't really care about who we play next. This is all that matters is playing McNeese and giving them all, our, all, all of our attention. And after this show, putting Wisconsin away and yep. never talking about it until after the season. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about who BYU plays next. Next, for your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back from Madison to McNeese, Kalani Sitake and the Cougars looking ahead to Saturday as BYU football with Kalani Sitake continues. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, Healing for Life, and by Nissan, Innovation That Excites. Sitake Saturday is the uh, first day of fall. Saturday is. And in, late in that day, late in the afternoon, the uh, BYU Cougars will play their first football of the fall with uh, McNeese in town. A lot of folks say McNeese State. They like you to call them just McNeese. They're 3-0, and they're in the FCS uh, top 10 after getting to 3-0 this past yeah, week. Yeah, really good team. Um, you know, they're they're going to contend for, for the playoffs in, in their division and a lot of athleticism and speed on their team. And, um, you know, they, they beat uh, Nickel State, who beat Kansas earlier in the year. And so they, these guys are going to come in here, and I know, I know they have upset uh, on, on their minds now that we're ranked. I'm, I'm sure they're excited about the game. And so I believe they're going to try to do what we did to Wisconsin. And so we've got to make sure that doesn't show up. Their quarterback is in the FCS top 10 currently in both passing efficiency and completion percentage. He's got good weapons. And whether it's uh, Coach Tuiaki, who, you know, has coached against him down in Southern Utah recently, you know what that's about. And then uh, uh, even Coach uh, Grimes at LSU having scheduled uh, McNeese at the time. They had a game ended, but due to weather, I think, at that time. But uh, they all know the kind of athletes that they'll draw down there. A lot of guys that maybe didn't get to LSU but do have a spot there at McNeese and yeah. uh, good talent. Of course, and, and we have a lot of coaches that are familiar with McNeese. And you mentioned Grimes. I coached against them when I was at Southern Utah with A-Rod and, and Coach Tuyaki is familiar. So is Coach Lamb and Coach Guilford. So we have a lot of guys that know about this program. And, um, and we have a lot of mature pl- players that understand the threat of them coming here and, and, and you know, the goal is we didn't play very well last home game, and so uh, we need to change that. And, and all of our tensions on this, nobody's patting each other on the back right now. We're, we just, you should have seen practice. There's a lot of hard work and big hits, and um, that's what's going to be this weekend. You know, we need to practice that way, and uh, a lot of new bodies. I mean, I, I mentioned it in the press conference that uh, we're trying to get guys to practice. If, if you don't practice, it's going to be hard to play you in the game. And we have a lot of bodies that we think can play in, the, in this game, and let guys heal up, but, but um, we'll see what happens. But we feel com- confident in our players in our players in the scheme. Speaking of guys who either didn't play in the game or maybe got hurt in the game, um, what's the word if you have anything on either uh, Butch or Diane right now? So we're still working with Butch and Diane as they, um, you know, Butch practiced a little bit today and, and Diane didn't. So we'll see how that goes uh, tomorrow. They, they'll need to practice tomorrow in order to play. And I'll probably have more. Too bad the show's today, not tomorrow. But... Um, <laughs> Their health is what matters the most, and if uh, if you ask them, they're going to play. But uh, we have to make sure to save them from themselves, even, you know. And, and then my job is to protect them and and always have what's best for them in my mind first. That's the first priority. So we'll go with that. And, and you know, Diane didn't get to play a lot of the game. He got hurt early on, and we'll just see how how he progresses with his health. 
Coach Grimes had to adjust on the fly with no starting <clears throat> fullback either, as Braden couldn't go, uh, and still uh, you guys were able to manufacture a lot of yards in the run game, threw some Dallin Holker in the backfield, and you may do. Um, is Braden uh, getting uh, coming along as well? Yeah, same same thing with with Braden, and uh, as we look at, you know, probably going to see Darius McFarland on in the backfield. He's he's backup fullback, and we used um, um, Dallin Holker quite a bit in that role, but we have a lot of tight ends get, that could play that position too, so. Um, I, I think we'll be okay. It was just the, the goal is to get Braden on on the field, and but, but uh, like I said, with Diane and, and with Butch, it, it matters the if, it, if it's the right timing. That's what matters the most. All right, we've got Q and A for the coach coming up next, folks. You can watch the number one BYU women's volleyball team host Pacific this Thursday, nine Eastern on BYU TV. BYU undefeated and ranked number one nationally. Great stuff. All right, as we head to break, we want to know, we want you to know that you can enjoy. A full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, and a kitchen in a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the Residence Inn Marriott in Provo. Coming up next, the coach takes your questions in studio and from social media. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Speed on our Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy with an INT over the weekend, but uh, Pat's lost that rematch of the AFC title game with the Jags. Fred Warner, more double-digit tackles for him as a middle linebacker with the Niners. And uh, why did you never think of using Taysom Hill as a kickoff returner? Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> They've got him a kick return, and I he know. almost broke one. Well, he did break it. He, he almost took it to the house. What can't he do? I know. You know what I mean? So they should play him a quarterback, but they have this guy named Drew Brees. Yeah, there, just, so. just that little he's, matter. He's doing great. Right. I mean, and he took it seven yards deep in the end zone. Yeah, too. and out. Yeah, I know. Just so much confidence in that guy. I love it. I think their, their, their kickoff guy was glad that the guy before him got, got Taysom because I don't think that he wanted to run into Taysom at full <laughs> speed at uh, midfield. Yeah, you're right. Fans, you can use hashtag Satake Show on Twitter and comment on the BYU TV Sports Facebook and Instagram pages for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A session, which begins, well, right now here in Studio C. We've got live audience and social media questions ready to roll, and we start here in Studio C with Joshua Matson. Hello, Joshua. How are you? Coach, my question for you is what do fans do that – you think make the BYU experience amazing? And what things would you like to see fans do that would make the experience more amazing? Oh, I love BYU fans. There's not really anything I'm going to critique them on. They're awesome, you know. So uh, I think the way that they treat, I mean, I I keep hearing about how um, wonderful our fans are to the visiting team, bringing them ice cream and stuff. And maybe something the fans could do is bring me some ice cream. That'd be great in the middle of the game. But no, but it's like the, we have we have the best fan base, as because they um, they're great people, you know, and, and uh, they love they love their team. And like I said, I, there's a, at the end of the Wisconsin game, they were all cheering, right? And there's no complaints, and that's that's what I want to do every week. So if, if, I can, if I can do that, I'll be fine. But I'm not worried about them. Just keep raising your kids to be BYU blue once they're born. That's, that's the right way to do it. <laughs> From social media, at Najto13, says, Coach, what are some things you do specifically to keep a team focused on McNeese after a big win and then a game with Washington on the other end? Yeah, we're not even talking about any other game but McNeese. That's it. So stay focused on, on this game. And that's um, we, we talked about the, respecting the game and playing it the right way. And, um, and I think in order to do that, you have to really just focus on the team that you're facing right then. Right then. And... Um, that's all we're worried about right now. And I, I think McNeese is a dangerous team. It's important for us to be serious about them and stay focused on that. And 
I think if you talk to our players, they don't really care about who's next. All they care about is McNeese right now, and that's the right way to do it. Okay, in studio for Easton Crockett at our mic. Hello, Easton. What's up, Easton? Hello. <laughs> um, what is your favorite video game? My favorite what? Video, video game. game. Video game. Um, whatever my son wants to play. There's this, like, Skylander. He's been playing that lately, so I do that with him a little bit. Um, he has to do his homework, so I have to help him a little bit so we can play. But, yeah, we work kind of late, and I, as much time as I can spend with my kids, we'll do it. My, my um, oldest daughter likes to draw, and she likes theater, and uh, my second daughter loves to dance, and so she critiques my moves all the time. <laughs> and then my son, we just have fun. He's eight. We have a good time and play Fortnite once in a while, too, you know. Uh, I think everything in, in moderation is a, it's a, good, it's a good thing to do, so I teach him to play it and teach him to put it down and do some push-ups and go to bed. So, <laughs> Thank you, Easton. What's your favorite video game? Fortnite. Fortnite? Yeah, it's so frustrating because people like you kill me. <laughs> Thanks, Thank buddy. You. Instagram for, uh, for Tanner Godfrey, who says, do you have a favorite jersey, or what throwback jersey would you like to bring back? I know you're, you're partial to your own 34, I know that. Yeah, I love yeah. number 34. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, definitely not the bibs. <laughs> That's the one I don't like. I just love royal, and... and I like navy too. I just anything that has a Y on it, I like. So um, I like the Sailor Cougar as well. So uh, I like the old um, the Beat Digger um, Cougar. You know the one that's walking on the BYU. Um, there really isn't a, a, a shirt or a design that I didn't like. Do you have an NFL team, by the way? I do with the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. So especially now that Fred Warner's there. So. Yeah. Okay. It's maybe a Niners throwback then. Uh, <laughs> back to studio for uh, Brian Thacker. Hello, Brian. Hi. My question is about the new offensive system that Coach Grimes has been uh, implementing. Do you feel like this is a, a great system for the athletes that you're able to recruit to BYU? It seems like it is. Um, and do you, have you talked with Coach Grimes about that recruiting into this system? Yeah, the one thing that we, we, we discussed, and I talked to a lot of different people for the job, and uh, I just like that Grimes cares about the kids the most. Um, and then rather than just trying to force his system Onto our players, he wanted to look at our guys and see um, and evaluate what type of athletes he had. And then we talked about um, what I would like to see. I mean, whether we're spread or whatever, I just felt like we needed to be bigger at O-line anyways. And so that he agreed with that. And being an O-line guy, I thought, thought it was a good transition, you know. So um, the scheme's going to be, I mean, he's been, he's been a lot of different places. If you think about the people in that room with uh, Steve Clark, Fessy Sitake, um, Aaron Roderick, you know, and with Jeff Grimes, the guys that have all had um, uh, coordinating experience. Um, they've been so many different places, Pac-12, SEC, ACC. So uh, he, he's, he's very flexible, and I felt like that, that's what our players need. I mean, there's going to be times that we're going to recruit the best athlete out there, and, and if, if it happens to be a receiver, then we probably need to throw him the ball a little bit more. Um, the key right now is the sustained drives. We only had 51 plays in this game, you know, so... Um, we had drives get stalled because of our mistakes, and um, and then we so we need to convert more and, and stay on the field longer and and get more first downs in order for us to get more reps. And you can see really what this offense is about. There's so many different parts to it, and uh, I think he's doing a great job using all the athleticism that he has. Okay, thanks for the question. Thanks for the questions. Uh, Wednesdays at eight Eastern on BYU Radio. Get better acquainted with Cougars past and present on. 
Behind the Mic, a weekly hour of in-depth Cougar conversations. Tomorrow night, it's O-Line night for me. I've got uh, Dallas Reynolds and John Tate on the show tomorrow night. Wednesday's 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Coming up next, this week's player guest, Sione Takitaki. This is BYU Football with Talani Tatake. Four-man rush. Hornybrook flushed to his left. The pursuit coming. Gets tripped up. Almost threw an interception right into the arms of Takitaki. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Well, this past Saturday in Madison, Wisconsin, he led BYU in solo tackles, total tackles, and tackles for loss, including a credit for sack on that intentional grounding right there. He has shifted from defensive line to linebacker, but what hasn't changed is his ability to make a big play. Please welcome in tonight's first special guest, Sione Takitaki. Dressed up, too. Just some school clothes. <laughs> you got to change after practice. Yeah, just a little bit. They were like, we're going to be here in 15 minutes, so uh, get dressed. And I'm like, all right, quick shower. Kind of threw on what I wore to school. Very presentable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how is school going, by the way? It's going good. You know, classes are fine, and um, my professors are really good teachers. I really like them, and so everything's great. What would you choose for your major? Sociology. Uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, you're getting close to being done, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm getting close. Uh, I should graduate in April. So. Okay. You list uh, your hometown is Fontana, California, uh, and a big family. Yes. Yeah, youngest of seven, and uh, grew up in Font- Rialto, California. It's a city over from Fontana. So yeah. Where are your siblings spread around? All over the place. Yeah. So I have two siblings. They live kind of in Salt Lake, and then um, and then most of my siblings back in California, kind of spread all over. Okay. What led you to BYU? Uh, mostly my mom, my mother. Yeah, she's a strong LDS lady and um, kind of gave her a hard time in high school and growing up. So uh, she's like, if you could do anything for me, go to BYU. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. You know, I wanted to go somewhere else. And uh, But uh, I'm happy I chose BYU. It's just a phenomenal place. Kalani, you know, you know his mom a little bit, and and uh, and can you get what he's saying when when you hear a player say, "Mom wanted me to come." Of course, it's it's why um, a lot of why I came to BYU, you know, and I, and I keep saying it to all the recruits that I'll take kids that listen to their parents, and if their parents want them to go to BYU, they should. It's probably not the only time they should listen to their parents, you know. So um, I, I'm living proof that if you listen to your your parents, that good things can happen to you. And, uh, Sion is the same way. He's a good, obedient son, so it, it works out. Your wife, Alyssa, is here with us, yes? She is, yeah. She's right there in the front row, Alyssa. <laughs> front good row to have you. Here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> you give her a lot of credit for you being where you are right now. I do. Yeah, I do. She's, she's an amazing woman. How would you I'm describe like your journey uh, that you've had here at BYU? Oh, how, how would I describe yeah. my journey here at yeah. BYU? Man, I would say... Um, a lot of bumps, you know, a lot of bumps, but um, I'm, I'm happy I got through it. Uh, just it's, it's better for me as a, as a person, you know, as a, as a husband, a future father to my kids. And so, yeah, I'm just grateful for BYU and everything it's done for me. Your wife's a bit of an athlete. She is, yeah. So 
Yeah, the kids will get it, get all her her genes for <laughs> sure. Switching back to linebacker, we talked about it in the intro a little bit. Uh, from D-line to linebacker, of course, the position you played, there are probably more similarities than differences from where you were. How do you think you've handled the transition? And were you excited when they said we're going to make you a true outside linebacker? Yeah, um, playing D-N was fun last year. And then uh, coming off the season, they were like, hey, we think you'll fit better at linebacker. And I was all for it, you know, linebacker with the switch. But um, I, can, I need to work on a lot of things, you know. You need to work on stuff every day. And so... I feel like I'm I'm doing okay, but I could do better. And so working with Coach Lamb, uh, Coach Tuiyaki, and and Coach Tataki coaching me up every day and, and just getting better film room and on the field. I gave fans your Wisconsin numbers a moment ago. Let's take a look at uh, a little bit of your game in Madison. And by the way, just uh, how about an atmosphere, right, for football? Yeah. Eric Camp Randall. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. I'm happy I got to play play there. Seen some of your better plays of the day. Double-digit tackles, a couple TFLs, and then uh, take us through this one. Yeah, man, I was just I was kind of pursued in him. I thought he was going to go down, so I'm running up. And then uh, he throws the ball right out of my chest, and, I'm, and I missed the ball. I just totally flopped. So I'm like, wow, that could have been one to the house. It <laughs> could have been one to the house. But the, best, the most important thing was the, uh, the end result. Um, you've been a part of a lot of games at BYU already. You, you, you've been a, around for a long time. Where does uh, Wisconsin for the moment kind of reside with you in terms of uh, a special moment? Yeah, I, w- I would say stadium-wise, I, I just remember I'd say second, Drake second. First is uh, when I was a freshman. I came in as a freshman. I got to travel, and that's when Taysom Hill was playing. We are playing Texas. And we traveled to- and so seeing Taysom go out there and jumping over people, running <laughs> touchdowns, I was just like almost just a young kid coming in, and I'm just amazed. I'd walk past his locker like, hey, Taysom. He'd be like, hey, what's up, Zion? <laughs> and I'd be like, I was just, I was just a fan, and, and then I'm, a, I'm his teammate, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Now, we, we want to we make sure that, uh, that we do what Kalani says and not spend too much time on, on what's past. So let's look ahead. Uh, you're already into McNeese prep right now. Your original your, uh, early thoughts on the Cowboys. Uh, I think they're a good team, you know. Um, Obviously, they're from the FCS, but they can play some ball, you know. You know, you don't want to take any team lightly, and especially these guys. They're coming, they're, they're well-prepared, and they're going to come play their best ball. And so going into McNeese State, we're going, to, we're going to treat them like any other team, like they're at Wisconsin. And so today we prepared as hard as we can um, with uh, practice, running to the ball, little things, working on technique. Coach was coach, coaching me up at linebacker spots, just little things, run, looking at routes and um, just getting my footwork better. And, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna attack this week just like if we were playing a, 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 the number one seed team. So, uh. Colin, what kind of practice player is this young man? Oh, he has a great motor, and, and um, he's soft spoken, but he talks loud when he's on the field. You know, he's a he's a really in his in a, in a great environment for him where he can succeed, and he's an alpha male, so he gets out there and gets after people, and he's physical, and and um, but he I've been really proud of how his leadership's shown up and. Uh, he's voted as a captain by his peers, by his, by his players, you know, the team. And uh, he's come a long way and, and been really excited to be around him and seeing the growth that he's made. And um, he's got so much potential as a football player and the things that he can do. And, and he's got definite future in football. But um, I'm really excited about his future and his potential as a person, you know. And, and a lot of that is the people that he surrounds himself with and, and his wife and others. And, and I've just been really impressed with him. So... Really excited to see that. He'll be. I can't. I can't wait to see see him as a father someday. You know. But um, yeah, I've been really really proud of him as a person more than anything. And the football part, that's already a given. 
Before the break, real quick, uh, jersey number 16, how'd you end up with that? So, yeah, I was, uh, so right after freshman year in high school, kind of uh, sophomore year going into my sophomore year in high school, you know, kind of moved up to varsity. And then I was like one of the last to pick a jersey. And I was so bummed because I wanted number two. I'm like, man, I always been number two. But my coach was like, nah, you're going to go last. You're a sophomore. Everybody else is going to choose before you. <laughs> and so the, I was like, what's the, you know, the, the number that's closest to one? <laughs> and it was 16. So I'm like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> and it kind of just stuck. stuck to it. It stuck till, till then. I never complained ever again. Right on. Uh, fans, you can check out the BYU women's soccer team this Friday night, 9 Eastern, against Utah Valley on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and their apps as well. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? You should try Smith's Click List. Order online and pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. After the break, running backs coach A.J. Stewart is joining us all. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Use the hashtag Sitake Show on Twitter and comment on the BYU TV Sports Facebook and Instagram pages for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A sessions for tonight's guests, and that's coming up in a bit. Time to meet tonight's second guest, and he is a former quarterback, wideout, and tight end in the Big 12 at Kansas, a former running backs coach down in Houston at Rice, and now he's at home in Provo as the position coach for Squally Canada and his mates in the BYU backfield. Please welcome in the new Cougars' new running backs coach, A.J. Stewart. Good to see you. How are you? Good to have you. Slide down one. Yep. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. How was practice? It was great. Really good. Really good uh, practice, especially for a Tuesday. It was clean, and guys were out there with a lot of energy, so it was good. We had Squally on a couple of weeks ago, and he said that uh, he and the other running backs were staying late. That's why he was a little bit late. And uh, how often is it you keep the guys after to, to get as much work done as possible? We always try to work on something extra every day, uh, usually from something we struggle with a little bit during practice. And I usually kind of let him take the lead in that and, and grab the guys and, and lead the drill on his own. I think it's good uh, to promote leadership. And I think he, he really likes taking – he takes pride in that opportunity to be able to kind of put his arm around the younger guys and uh, show them the ropes with this being his last year. Describe for audience and uh, and listeners and and viewers your origins and what ultimately got you to Provo, Utah. Well, it's, it's a long story, but uh, you know, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, played football at Can- University of Kansas. Uh, yeah, see pictures there. Played at Riverview Gardens High School. Went on uh, to uh, University of Kansas, where I played. Went as a quarterback. Ended up um, playing tight end. And uh, didn't play a whole lot there, <laughs> not enough to to even Google me probably, but <laughs> had a good good time there. We won a lot of games, and, and uh, really it was the perfect setup for me to be a, become a coach. You know, I, I was around a lot of good coaches and good players during my time there at Kansas, and that led to me going to Rice. Um, one of the coaches that were on that staff at Kansas gave me opportunity to be a graduate assistant at Rice University with the running backs. He ended up leaving to go back to Kansas. For uh, to be the OC there, and they promoted me as a running backs coach at Rice. I was there six years, and then Coach Sataki gave me this great opportunity to be here at BYU. Kalani, how did your connection with AJ come about? Well, I played high school ball in St. Louis, Missouri, so we're from the Lou, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, but no, he he had a great reputation as a young coach, and uh, Coach Grimes and myself and everyone just 
uh, as, as we got to know him a little bit more, just he fit perfectly with BYU and, and uh, just the demand, but also the, 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 the way he teaches, but the way he loves his guys, you know, they, they all, uh, I think they all respect him a lot, but more than anything, they know he cares. And so when they know you care, you can teach them. And, and that's what he's, he's a great coach and he's going to have a great future. And we just hope he's here for a long time. Uh, he's going to have his first baby in Provo, so you know, right. Provo is always going to be be home for him in Virginia, and we're just happy to have him here with us. And we kn- and we know he's going to have a baby boy because of this. Yeah. This is uh, Coach Stewart on uh, on social media <laughs> with a unique way to announce <laughs> the, the the impending arrival. So that's it. That's co- yeah, he's, yeah, he's committed. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> we don't know a position, but he has he has a scholarship. Okay, now you're clearly you're clearly a football guy, right? Yes. But uh, you've had some basketball in your past as well, right? Is it like your second favorite sport? Second favorite f- sport for sure. Um, I like baseball too, but basketball is just. Um, here you are. As you here see, you are <laughs> in really, Harlem. Yeah, and it, you get to go to Harlem one time and play basketball. I didn't know it was going to be twelve year olds that we were going against. <laughs> you, know, you got you have to respect your opponent, right? So, um, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, by the way, quickly, Cone, what can you tell about this guy from the other side of the ball? Coach oh Stewart. man, he he's uh, he brings that energy every day, and he's always letting us know like his guys is ready. And um, he's always expecting the best from his guy, so he's always lining, lining us up against him. And, and uh, linebackers actually go against running backs all the time, every yeah. day. And so I see him a lot, and he brings that energy every day. Every time he walks by before he goes up practice, hey, Siona, you ready? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, one of your guys had a great day Saturday in Madison, Squally, Canada. It won't be too often that, uh, that somebody outrushes Jonathan Taylor in a game. Yeah. But there by the end of the day, JT23 had 117 yards, and Squally had 118, including two real big runs. And this one kind of got you guys settled in early. For sure, for sure. I, he thought he did a really good job uh, just taking a game plan, taking the coaching uh, throughout the week and, and going out there and executing in the game. Um, he didn't play a perfect game by any, any stretch, but he's a competitor, and, and you can rely on that guy on Saturdays. And I think we all got a glimpse of, of what we're going to uh, going to come to expect from him moving forward as he continues to develop and, and continues to work to master his game. Okay. We'll have Q&A for AJ and Sione coming up in our next segment. As we head to break, though, want you to know that uh, Coordinator's Corner comes up Mondays at 1 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. as we talk with Coordinator's Grimes and Tuiaki and Lamb. So tune in for that on BYU Radio and BYU TV. After the break, your questions and their answers. Sione and AJ here from Cougar Nation next as BYU Football's Alani Sitake continues. Welcome back to BYU Football Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Time to turn linebacker Sione Takitaki and running backs coach A.J. Stewart over to Cougar Nation for a little bit. Uh, we start here in the live audience. Q&A time. Brandon Harlbrook is at the mic. Hey. Thanks, Greg. Uh, coach Stewart, this question for you. What's the main focus when you're working with the running backs? Does it change from week to week? What are you really striving to have them do? I think, well, we started off with the foundational things that we wanted to be really great at, and, and it's just the disciplines of being a running back, protect the football, knowing, knowing your assignments, uh, having good reads in the run game, and, and being able to block. And so once you do those things week to week, you'll see things that you need to continue to get better on. You know, last game I thought we, we could get a little bit better um, this upcoming week on our pass pro. So that's something we're really making an emphasis in, on. Um, a couple of weeks ago was our tracks in the run game. So it just it goes from week to week, and, and we're always challenging ourselves to perfect um, our craft, and, and we want it to ultimately look like clinic tape anytime we're out there on, on the field. Brandon, thank you. Appreciate it. From Social Media for Sione, at uh, ghansen 25 asks, how do you celebrate after a big win like you had in Wisconsin? Man, I usually just uh, 
go out to get some ice cream with my wife. You know, after a game, you're kind of tired. You kind of don't really want to do anything. So get some ice cream, probably go home, watch a movie. Uh, cuddle up and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> pretty chilled out then all right thank you both for coming in after practice appreciate it all right we'll come back and wrap up tonight's show this is BYU football with Kalani Sitake you can break down Cougar football with Dave McCann Blaine Fowler Brian Logan and David Nixon each week on after further review Tuesdays 7 Eastern on BYU TV and the app we are back after this with more BYU football with Kalani Sitake Junior, wide receiver, favorite movie, any Marvel comic, uh, favorite non-BRA sports team, 49ers, Buckley Place to Go, uh, Cabo, favorite music group or artist, probably Miguel, favorite food, anything Mexican, and uh, would you rather sing or dance? I'd rather dance, definitely, beach or mountain, definitely beach, favorite TV show, Vampire Diaries, favorite non-football hobby, probably just video games, favorite athletes, Iron Matthew, biggest fear, roller coasters, favorite super... <laughs> Favorite superhero, Black Panther, Michael LeBron, LeBron James. Favorite coach, probably my dad. <laughs> I love it. All right, game day. We've got you covered on BYU TV and BYU Radio. For the Cougars and McNeese, pregame on the radio begins at 4 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV begins at uh, 3 Eastern. Uh, watch and listen at 6 Eastern with the post-game coverage right after the game on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented in part by Smith's Low Prices, Market Fresh at Smith's. Kalani, in talking to a lot of folks, uh, kind of final comments here, uh, a lot of folks after the Wisconsin game, they kind of felt like uh, what happened against Cal kind of sowed the seeds for what good happened uh, in Madison. And some people said, you know, it was a good lesson learned. And, and who knows if you're, if you're 3-0 either way. But the bottom line is you got to 2-1 after being 1-1. One and, one. and just getting to 2-1 says a lot about you guys. And so maybe, you know, something you were able to learn from? Yeah, I like the response from um, the, the, the tough loss of, to Cal and knowing that we could have done better and responding by winning and, and, and preparing and, and playing better against Wisconsin and, and getting that win. But then now it's important for us to get another response for this week, you know. So uh, we really can't let let down at our guard at any any moment, and I think that's what our guys are focused on trying to get done this week. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait. Can't wait to see what we can do this weekend. Okay, it's the first day of fall, so it's finally fall football. Good luck this mm-hmm. Saturday. All right, it'll be fun. By the way, um, what made the game the best was your you calling the game. Oh. That, that's my favorite memory is Greg Rebell doing the game. And calling it. If you guys haven't heard it, just go listen to it. It makes it makes it perfect. So I, I don't know if you planned it out right, but it was perfect. Get the get the next. You're one very ready. kind. You're very kind. <laughs> Thank you, Clay. Appreciate it. We'll All talk right. to you next Tuesday at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. Orsione Taki Taki and AJ Stewart and the coach Kalani Satake. I'm Greg Rubel. This is the BYU Football Kalani Satake. See ya.